welcome to this episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host, Matt, and I'm here along with Gav, G, and Dylan for this very special episode of the show. We are officially a quarter of the way into the season, and it's time to review some of the biggest fantasy storylines through four weeks. We break down the most surprising stars, the biggest disappointments, and investigate the mystery behind the RB1. We'll also have week 5 starts and sits, and a very special game to commemorate 75 episodes of Sports Council. Today is October 4th, 2022, and this is the 75th episode of the show. 75, right. dude. Man, I really hope I can live that long, dude, because <laughs> as of right now, I'm not. You know, so we made dude. it. Great. Yeah. Yeah. 75 episodes. I remember man. the first one you ever did with me, you, and uh, G, dude. And I was like, who is this Indian dude that you brought back to the plaid, bro? I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. What a time, right? I, I know, know dude. You had to make it like now that, that Indian guy's your father. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Disrespectful. Nah, I'm right on you. And we have to give thanks to Viv and Matt for starting this podcast way long time ago. Yeah. When they used yeah. to talk about the Lakers. I mean, oh. shout out Viv. He couldn't make it tonight. Um, also, Nando. There's also countless other people that have been either on the show or have produced the show or are on the sidelines. You know, Max Carrillo, for example, he created the theme song for this, you know, podcast. And we couldn't mm. have made it without them. And, you know... Can't wait for more to come, but you know we'll we'll do some more roses and we'll give some more you know roses I guess after the uh, after we cover all the content. But you know we got a lot to cover before you know we praise ourselves here. So you know, Dylan, this is your first episode back. In, yes, you know, it's been season. a very long time. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. So why don't you start us off with the recap? Sounds good. Um, so to recap week four, we'll start off with G's team, uh, House of Cook beating our fellow podcaster Nando, zero RB strategy, with a score of 139.38 to Nando's 82.18. So congratulations, G. Yes, sir. That's what I do, man. How do you know Nando's team sucks. You're on your way back up. I mean, that's this is two, right? In a world? Yeah, bro. That's... After going 0-2, you guys asked me, should we panic? Should I be panic? And I told you guys, what? No, this is all part of the plan. Look where we are now. Let's let's talk a little bit about this though, because you know Nando didn't start a couple players, and that might have aided in the victory. We don't have to worry about that part. (laughs) (laughs) Alvin Kamara was out, and I don't think he woke up in time for that. Many people did not, by the way, and that's kind of tough, honestly, to deal with. As well as Alman Ross St. Brown was in his lineup, and he was out as well. So you know, you gotta. I consider that bad managing, not my problem. It's true. It's it sounds true. like a manager gave up on his team. Oof. Yep. It's some heat. Sounds like Nando sucks. <laughs> All right. Pay yourself. Heat. Never come back on the pot. Oh, I'm just joking. I don't know where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> joking. Yes, yeah, Nando, please come back to the pod. Yeah, we need we you back, you. dude. Contact's lacking. So, um, but I'll, so other than greatness, we'll go on the opposite side with my team. Um, I lost to Kareem Pies with a score of 134.16 to Kareem Pies 174.34. I think to take away from this matchup, I think I finally understand the feeling of getting kicked. Yeah. What do you you've been wait, You've been on the high rise for the past two, three seasons, and it doesn't feel cool at all. What do you mean? You have I, your just, I just understand you the feeling of getting kicked surge. now. 
right? By another person. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus. But my, honestly, my... though, it's pretty. Dis I feel a little bit. I feel cheated. Um, we can talk about that later with two people right now, um, <laughs> Kyle Pitts and Allen Robinson. Like those two, I'm a. I'm pretty disappointed in them. Well, it's not Kyle Pitts's fault. It's his quarterback that I'm more disappointed at. But also Allen Robinson. Yeah, I feel cheated. Pretty bad. But congratulations. Out, oh, sorry. But yeah, congratulations, Kareem Pies. You beat me That's pretty my... badly. And I actually did, honestly, compare comparing this week to my previous weeks this season. Um, it's a lot. It's a better performance, but. I still wasn't able to get the dub. You beat half okay. the league with that score. My boy just beat you up. He had the highest score, I think. Yeah, he, he did, did have the highest score. I was like, damn, it just had to be this week. He had to like <laughs> dump it all on me. That's so, fantasy. Pause. <laughs> okay, the, the strong one and three. That's 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 a winner mentality right there. Anyway, one and three. Anyway, to move move on from my matchup we'll go to matt's matchup uh, he beat uh king midi 2023 with a score of 138.56 to 119.86 so congratulations matt got yeah. now you're at sitting at what three and fraud. one i was a little bit worried Fraudulent. that i like jinxed myself because i said you know it was going to be i i stopped myself from saying it was an easy matchup and then all of a sudden jonathan taylor didn't do anything javante died on the field and then Lamar had his worst game yet. So I was, so I was getting a little, the projections were like starting to say King Midi was about to win. But then I shut the door closed with Mike Evans with 30 points just from him. So, you know, thank you, Mike Evans. And Team yeah, Ratatouille thanks, lives on. Like Mike, he could have got a third if Brady was um, more accurate with that throw. And they caught Honestly, a, they should have caught a holding. That whole game was basically garbage time for fantasy. Like, it was pretty much it. over at the beginning. It was just like, oh, let's just see how many points we can get at this point. True. Yeah, but Tampa Bay not doing so hot right now. No. Nope. Anyway, on to our next matchup. We have Gav's team, most handsome man, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, El Nerd. With a score of 109.08 to 134.02. Um, um, let me just speak on this. Yeah, real what quick. happened? Um, the, the handsome can only take you so far, uh, as you can tell. Um, but you know, if I started everyone that I needed to start, Leo, James, the Flames, Matt, I I hate him. Hey, what do you? He was supposed to have the one week I put him in my starting lineup. I need him. He he puts up a dud, dude. And guess who I, mean, I sit? Gets the people... best, one of the best guns. Guns one of the best run defenses. Cav, come on, man, you're smarter. It than doesn't. That. No, dude. But listen, the script was so perfect. But Jackson, I don't know what happened because they went up two touchdowns, and then you just run the rest of it out, which is what I thought. You know, I thought the Philadelphia Eagles were frauds, and what they were they shoot they showed they were frauds in the first half, and then all of a sudden they want to go in. I think what did Trevor fumbled or something? I don't remember, but. Oh my god. It was awful. It is what it is, dude. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I mean my bench was like burning a hole in my pocket, but and yo dude, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers, bro, I am trashing you. See him on the waiver wire this week, dude, because they are gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I have some grievances with 
I do have grievances with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are trash. I know. I know. G can attest. No, we're fine. We're good. I could congratulations, Bryant, for what. No, I. I I also told you, Bryant was my kryptonite, dude. I put in anyone else other than Amari Cooper and and James Robinson. I'm winning, but of course, gotta have a hole in my. So Brian, uh, are you saying Brian and Vivek are both your kryptonite? Well, yeah, 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 hundred percent. Anybody with half decent amount of talent? No, anyone who's like whose IQ is legitimately like a lot higher than mine, you probably win. So um, this is basically anybody. No, <laughs> I, I, who did I beat? Don't tell me I beat you, bro, because I swear to God, I'll flame you right here, right now. <laughs> Anyway, to move on to our next matchup, we have Untraced Unicorns beating Ugla Kid or Trash Ass Team with a score of 134 to 130.72. So congratulations to to Untraced Unicorns. He's getting a little mad here because I think he was trying to sell his team. Um, (laughs) He posted a video (laughs) the other day and it was, yeah, he's raging. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand him because this team is low key cold, dude. Like this is probably the best team in the league, straight up. But he just didn't it's, put the right people in. It's inconsistencies. The it's that fantasy football inconsistency that gets you. Um, the Damian Pierce trade is weighing heavy on him right now because Gary Wilson <laughs> has cooled off and Damian Pierce has gotten hot. And he has Leonard Fournette and leonard fournette even though he had a good day at the end of the day he had three carries for negative three yards so well, leonard fournette tell- still fat yeah yeah he's a oh. he's a bowling ball out there but gee did i did i tell you you fleeced him dude did i not tell you he i fle- you fleeced him hey man i didn't think so i still don't think so stop the cap just happens out the week after the trade and my guy goes off his guy doesn't but yeah it's hey, one man. week it's it's one week ugly kid you got to just come back to it Hey, but or if you want, everybody if, on your team. Make yeah, young boy. Give, give me Joe Mixon though. Hey, you're you guys are forgetting the true uh MVP of fantasy, Young Ho Koo. Dude, he has twelve points. Better than like half his starting lineup. Yo, that's crazy. That's one. That's a very fair statement. Hey, if you looking at his uh, uh score, he has uh Young Ho have eighteen in the first first week, four second week. Week three and four has twelve points. Mm, oh, see, you were not you were you were supposed to be the whisperer, dude. You're supposed to pick him up yourself. I was supposed to pick him up. This this dude took him. <laughs> well, he's from. I think he's an Atlanta fan. So oh, you never had a chance. You know what's crazy though, Mick Youngboy, he actually has the highest like points total, <laughs> and he's third. Yeah, and I'm I no, I'm third. I have oh, the eighth no. most points. He's fourth. <laughs> Jesus. So, like he's definitely sold. Yeah. Hey, we play good defense around here. <laughs> uh, but uh, last but not least, we have Go Panthers uh, beating <laughs> SEC, SEC Slug, sorry, with a score of 152.10 to 98.6. And that's a huge ass whooping, if I say so myself. <laughs> SEC wow, slugs, Christian McCaffrey uh, with 25 points. He's yeah. actually not injured. I, I think the biggest. In, uh, you know, surprise is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 22 points. Yo, I hate you, C-H. Why don't you go die? Didn't, didn't we drag I, I, his name like two seasons in a row? 
I think I'm gonna drag him in through the thing. dirt still, dude. This is not. Um, he, he can't keep doing this, dude. He kept getting away with this. He can't keep they, getting away with this. I think they finally heard you. Yeah, they finally heard you talking. What kind of name is Clyde anyway, bro? You're such a bum. Uh, in the basketball world, there's a good guy named Clyde Drexler. No one cares about Clyde, dude. He's just, he, he was a Portland Trailblazer. That's so irrelevant, dude. We're talking about Clyde from freaking Kansas City Chiefs. Yo, I swear to God, if um Jet McKinnon doesn't start freaking taking away snaps like he's supposed to, oh, man, I'm going to... I'm going to be so livid I'm going to have to buy a jersey and just burn it. I That's some Kansas spite City. right there. That's some spite right there. But That's congratulations to the people who won week four. And hopefully your luck turns out better in week five for the losing teams like yep. myself. And, and let's me. take a look at the standings right here. So we have Kareem Pies, Go Pantars, Ratatouille, Trash Ass Team uh, as one through four. And then we got House of Cook, Most Handsome Man, SEC Slugs, and Zero Running Back Strategy as your uh, five through eight. And then the bottom four who will not make the playoffs right now is L Nerd, Untraced Unicorns, I Hate Westworld, and King Midi 2023 is still winless here. So, um, you I know, hate you, Brian. <laughs> four weeks into this season so far, guys. And, you know, that's usually kind of a bit a pivotal point because it's like the quarter of 25% of the season is already over, which is crazy to me, honestly. Wow. Because, you know, like it, it felt like it went by just so quickly. Everything, dude, this season is so wild, seriously. Yeah, it has it's been a good season so far. Year. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. How can you that. say that with a straight face, Steelers fan? Because Kenny's playing. <laughs> I'm actually glad that Kenny uh, Pickett, right? Not Pickett, yeah. right? Yeah, Pickett Ken fence. Yeah, right. yeah. I think of a white picket fence. <laughs> I'm glad Kenny's playing now because I was watching last week Thursday night football and that was terrible. It was hard Thank to watch. Thank you for the reminder. Sure. <laughs> I had to. I had to text G. Is like, are you okay, man? <laughs> was he okay, Dylan? G. I think. I think he got over it, but. You know, definitely time heals all. Time heals all. That's all I gotta say. Oh well, time doesn't heal all because he still lost. <laughs> you got bet you guys are having a lot of fun there, huh, Gav? Being one oh three, yeah, no facts. quarterback. Look, listen, dude, my, I we we started Zeppi. I didn't realize his name was Zappy. Like low key, that kind of <laughs> makes me hate him because I thought it was Zap for the longest time. And nah, I mean, it's gonna be okay. weird. Yeah, it's gonna be really weird, dude. So it is what it is. I, I am laughing in your despair. While I'm in complete denial about how like good my team is. I just feel cheated again. My team, I don't know what the hell is going on. Like my reserves are doing better than my starters. Like I wasted <laughs> such an early pick for Allen Robinson and this is what he produces. Like, I, t- I, I have told you before, dude, but Matt Matt Safford is racist. Nah, dude. I know. Oh. oh, I thought you meant me for a second there. No, no, Matthew <laughs> Stafford is racist. Yeah, nah, let's just say all mats. Oh, yeah, all mats are racist, really. Damn. Who's another mat we know? Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> He's uh, a fraud. Man. Is there anyone else? Matt. You, <sighs> Barry. Matthew Barry. You know who that is? <laughs> Fantasy guru himself. He's racist for wow. sure. He only picks white wide receivers. Matt Slot. Gay. Matt Gay. He's... The kicker. <laughs> he's a kicker. <laughs> By association, he's just racist. You know how do you, how do you be racist as a kicker? 
I don't know. I know. Well, all kickers are white, so I guess you know. Hey, we got except Matt for Young Ho, Corral of the uh, Carolina Panthers. Oh yeah, Matt Castle. Oh, yeah. Matt, no, Matt. Ca- we don't speak of that name, Dean. Matt Rule. Matt, wow. Well, he sucks. He see Matt. Oh, everything. Every Matt you give out, they kind of suck. Really. There's levels to this. I'm the best <laughs> Matt, clearly. Facts. I'll take that. Yeah, but honestly. I think a lot of fantasy managers and a lot of analysts, honestly, from what I've seen so far, they've really put a emphasis, I think, on, you know, let's take a bigger picture look at, you know, the overall performances of, you know, the players so far. Because once you get a month into fantasy football, again, if you're new to this, you know, four weeks in, you, you're kind of feeling your team a little bit more, right? It's not completely perfect. You don't see the entire picture. But you're starting to see, you know, you're starting to get better at like, okay, who is actually good at this point? Who am I just basing off of ADP? Am I just starting, right? Like, you know, Jonathan Taylor, for one, you're probably starting him every week. But now, you know, you're starting to get to that point where you're a little bit uncertain uh, as to whether you should as compared to like a Brees Hall or like um, a James the Flames RB Onesen, right? Like, you know... It's starting to get to the point where draft pedigree doesn't matter. You're starting to actually look at the matchups because there's enough data to kind of fill in the holes there, right? And, you know, it doesn't mean everything, though. And we'll just take a look right now at the top running backs and wide receivers right now so far within four weeks. So at running back right now, the top four and half PPR, or top seven, I want to say, is Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Jamal Williams, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, and Derrick Henry. And, you know, the wide receivers in this group as well, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Christian Kirk. So, honestly, I already see a lot of surprises here on this list, guys. Uh, what do you think is the biggest one to you? The biggest surprise to me, truly, is this gay man, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I swear to God, <laughs> you are lying to me if you're f- number four running back. Um, I, I refuse to believe it. At the end of the year, he's definitely going to be bottom half. But honestly, is that not the most surprising? Jamal Williams is surprising to me. Honestly. Yeah, I was going to no say Jamal. No dude. No, that guy's always been a beast. I don't know if you guys watched him last year. Sure. He's a monster. No one will really watch in Detroit. Let's be real. I, I, I would. I had to watch. Cause you I, only watch Detroit for hard knocks, and that's it. Well, he 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 poached touchdowns last year too, so you kind of already knew that that's was going to happen. What pisses me off is that I know DeAndre Swift should be there. It should be DeAndre Swift right there at number three, and you know everyone <laughs> was hyping him up this year, and he, you know he just did what he did last year. He got injured, except at least he got injured like what ten games in last year. This year he it was like week one or something, and then it was it. And now we got I gotta wait till like October, like Halloween or something, until he comes back. That's annoying season. to me. Well, for me, I guess my surprise is not really the players in itself. It's just uh, the situation, I guess. More if you're looking at the receivers, you see receiver three and receiver five, and they're both on the same team, and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And it just feels crazy to think that two are supporting two top five receivers after questions of the last year. Could he, you know, really 
even be a top tier quarterback or anything and now you see him supporting two top five fantasy options which just doesn't even sound right just based off what we've seen and everything that we hear about Tua so I feel like that's pretty crazy to see um, I mean also you know what you guys said is very true but in terms of you know what names are there like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, I think we all agree are really talented and obviously they got the speed and you know they can do everything on the field in terms of receiver play but just to have both of them top five, that's just a ridiculous amount of fantasy points coming from one team and the set of players on that team. I knew this is what they needed, though. Like, I always knew Miami Dolphins were going to have to throw short, and then Tariq and Waddle were just going to have to make yards after the catch. You say you're not going to give credit to Tua on that. I'm going to give – no. I'm going to give the credit to Tariq and Jalen for doing an outstanding job breaking tackles. Making plays. Um, well, okay. Look, listen. Um, it's it's sad what happened to Tua. Okay, let's let's just put it out there. Yeah. I hate the Miami it Dolphins. Um, so I'm never gonna give them credit, except for Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle. Congratulations on carrying the team, and your backs are gonna hurt for the next couple weeks because you know you're gonna have to do more heavy lifting with um. I forgot Teddy. his name, Teddy. <laughs> Teddy Chew Gloves. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think that the Dolphins offense was going to be like this because I thought McDaniels, as a run game coordinator, I thought he was going to be much like, um, you know, Lafleur, McVay, Shanahan. Um, he wants to establish the run first, and he's really good at establishing the run, as evidenced in San Francisco. But, you know, Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds has not been the most consistent backfield. And I feel like I've seen, when I looked at the Thursday night game, I saw a lot of the same plays that they ran in San Francisco. And you see that Mike McDaniel influence. But, I mean, you got two guys, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Of course you're going to use them. And, you know, I feel like an idiot for thinking that, you know, they wouldn't be in the top tier conversation. But, again, I think I just discounted Tua that hard um, to the point where, you know, I didn't think he would be able to stay in like at least one top 10 wide receiver, but not like two, which is ridiculous, honestly. So, you know, let's move on here to the disappointments. And there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them here. And the saddest thing is, you know, most of them are running backs from what I'm looking at here. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll start off with some wide receivers first because they're a little bit big. You got Jerry Judy. Wide receiver 42 so far on the season. Darnell Mooney, wide receiver 82. Allen Robinson is the wide receiver 72 as like a fourth or fifth round pick. And then you got it even worse because all of these guys are top one or two picks. Alvin Kamara is the running back 63. Jonathan Taylor is the RB21. James Conner is the RB31. And our RB1, as we predicted on the show, Dalvin Cook is at a staggering RB24. And, you know, we can do a deeper dive into the overall, like, disappointments of a certain player. But let me just, you know, ask a question here because it seems like the current trend right now in the past four weeks is that running backs are not doing well at all this year. It feels like your bell cow running back, the guy that we keep saying, you know, you want to draft first because a bell cow running back is the most important, like, it's the stable like pillar of your roster and your lineup, you know, they have come very few and far in between, right? And I think the only two on the list so far 
or three is Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, and Derrick Henry as your kind of first-round workplace backs. But even Derrick Henry struggled in the first two games of the season. He just had a like phenomenal last two games in order to bring himself back into the top seven, right? So do you see this like trend continuing in terms of RB1s, you know, just declining, I guess, in terms of value? And like, because it feels like the, the wide receiver people, the guys who drafted wide receiver first, they're making away with a lot of it right now. And I feel like they're always like first or second in their leagues with Cooper Cup and Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson and stuff like that. I feel like we should have seen this coming because, you know, the best kind of offenses last year, they were all like, they all threw the ball a lot, you know? Like the Bengals, dude, just transcendental. They were kind of a fresh team, you know, they made it to the Super Bowl and they had three great wide receivers. Um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, all he does is throw. He didn't, he did it without, um, well, he's still doing it without Clyde Screw. Clyde, what a freaking bum, but, you know, um, Brady was throwing, throwing lights out last year. And I just think that maybe the way that they protect the quarterback nowadays offers, maybe that's better for um, wide receivers. Maybe that's the, why we see the trend. Because, you know, they're not getting th- thrown balls by some bums. You know, they're actually getting thrown balls all the time consistently by their actual right. quarterbacks. No, yeah, I agree. Um, but I feel like also that um, I would still not give up on these running backs, and especially like these guys that you put so much draft capital in, Kamara, Taylor, Connor, Cook. The receivers I'm more okay with like kind of disposing of or kind of adding to part of a trade to maybe get an upper uh, upper echelon guy. You know, if you got to package a few of them to get someone better, I'm okay with that. Uh, but with the running backs, I would still hold on hope, especially with these guys, these set of four that we're talking about today at least. Um, especially if, like, I've seen a couple guys that have reached out to me and asked, like, oh, should I trade Alvin Kamara or Dalvin Cook for Miles Sanders, like, straight up? Like, although Miles Sanders is playing much better right now, I might just be, you know, this my, my at least my strategy, I don't really like to move off these type of guys without even – you know, feel like giving him a fair shot. Obviously, four weeks have been a considerable amount of season, but you're not really playing for the first four weeks of the season. Like, you're not getting winning these four games and not going to get get you anywhere. Obviously, you might be first place right now, but, you know, you want to make sure that you, what you're doing is fine-tuning your roster for a playoff run because that's what that ends up coming down to. And these are the type of guys that maybe you have a decent team or you're kind of on the edge of being good. You're kind of two and two. You could kind of try to go pick up these running backs, or you know, on a low bit, on a low cost, and try to get them to be, hopefully, turn it around, and then you'll have like a, a nice little increase of value there. I mean, really, the three, the four running backs that we have, three of them have just been hurt, you know. So I mean, you kind of can't, and game script hasn't been that well for them. And uh, the three I'm talking about: Alvin Kamara, James Conner, and Dalvin Cook. Jonathan Taylor has nothing to like. He's got no ailments. It's really just his team, like he's failing him, and everyone wasted a run, round one, like first round pick, first number one pick, first overall. And so I mean that guy, I can kind of like I'm moving on from him quick, if not cutting, because I don't see it getting any better. You would cut from, Jonathan Taylor. I kind of yeah, that, that sounds like a hot take. As fuck, bro, dude, that's just that's high shit, bro. Why well, wouldn't cut him? <laughs> But I would like, like I would put my waiver like J- Jonathan Taylor finna get cut for like Mike Boone. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> or like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, we're moving on already. Algier. Yep. 
no no but listen let me that. let me let me come back to reality okay i'm not changing my strategy if, if you're gonna trade one of these court running backs um which it, i mean i can i guess it's warranted if you're gonna trade one of these top like five running backs that are, are disappointing you you got to trade it for good wide receivers because it seems like good wide receivers right now are the way to go the wide receiver um position is still fraudulent like i, I can't like I was still going to draft a running back first simply because a lot of wide receivers exist in the NFL that can pop off at any given week. I mean, look at Greg Dortch, dude. He was popping off last three weeks, and then the one week I bet on him, his team comes back and he gets like one point. So it doesn't think, change anything. I think we also need to give props to um personnel changes. You know, that always happens each year. Like I think the biggest standout like is Jalen Hurts and Tua. Because Jalen Hurts now has, um, I think Nick Sirianni, right? He joined this year. No, he the... joined last year. Oh, he joined last year. Sorry. Yeah. But now, well, even that, but AJ also AJ Brown. AJ Brown mm-hmm. went to the Eagles, and with Tua, um, he has Mike McDaniel's, and he has the two top five wide receivers according to this, according to uh, Matt with um, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, because last year. Uh, Tua and Jalen. I was pissed off of at Jalen, and now I had to come. I had to apologize to Jalen. And same goes with Tua. Even before he went down, Tua was doing great for the first three weeks until his injury came about. So I think we need to give credit to them for, or not give credit to them, but just in general with the new personnel changes this season. Yeah, it's still kind of early. There were there were a lot of changes, huh? Which is probably why like the RB situation right now is not going so hot. Like, like another, another example would be no offense uh, to G, but the Steelers, <laughs> not Najee. I'm pretty disappointed right now. I'm kind of disappointed with Najee Harris right now. I think it's not because of him, but because of, of good old Mitch Trubisky. And thank God he's getting switched out for Kenny. God bless. God bless America. I, I think there's some healing because of that. There's, I think there's some healing starting to happen. <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Well, I'll give two scores of that here when in terms of the running back situation. One, I'm going to bring up an extra stat here, and this is according to Ryan McDowell on Twitter. Um, Saquon Barkley's 86 fantasy points, which I assume are in PPR, are the lowest for an R- overall RB1 through the first four weeks of a season since 1997. So this is an overall trend of every running back has be, like scored so low basically that Saquon Barkley at the top here hasn't been done since 1997, 25 years ago almost. So, you know, that's concerning to me to a point. But I also think that, you know, the end-all be-all of the quarter season review, and I know we're being a little bit hypocritical when you do this, but, you know, it's overstated who's at the top right now. Right, because if we look at the top ten last season after week four, only four of those running backs were in the top ten for the rest of the season, right? And that was Zeke, Najee, Corderell, and Eckler. Eckler pretty much stayed consistent. I think the all the other uh, three just dropped down from the top ten. But you know, Jonathan Taylor, he was like the running back twenty four or something last year, and then you know he was able to become the RB one at the end of the season. So, you know, you see a lot of slow movers and stuff like that. Same goes for the wide receivers. You saw um, 
five of them from the top 10 for the first four weeks of the season. They Five of them stayed in the top 10. That was Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson, Mike Williams, Debo Samuel, and Cooper Cup. So I think that, you know, don't overreact to the start of the season. Um, again, if you're new to this, it's just the first four weeks. I know we covered overreactions in the first week of the season, but that same goes for the first four weeks. Don't try to sell anyone that you shouldn't, you know, you think that has a chance at least. If you've seen them, you think they look just completely awful, then yes, it's time to move on. Like Allen Robinson last year, if people moved on from him before, you know, they invested, like they continued to hold on to him. Yes, that was a mistake. But I'll tell you a story last, a couple of seasons ago, Nando dropped a second year AJ Brown because he was injured and he wasn't, you know, developing as well as he could have. And then I picked him up and then I and then he just completely destroyed everyone. And I think Nando again dropped Jonathan Taylor in that league as well. And then someone else picked him up and they also dominated. So don't drop anyone yet. If you think you can sell high enough to like a certain value, because maybe Jonathan Taylor won't fetch RB one value, but maybe he'll fetch a decent wide receiver, just as Gaz said, and you need something to win now, I fully support that because right now you need to win now and you can't wait for the jump back to happen, I think. So, you know, just don't overreact, but at the same time, try to make some moves to win now if you are struggling with these players. I think the overarching theme is pick up whoever uh, Nando drops. (laughs) That's also true. I think the okay. overall theme is um, drop JT. That's exactly what I got out of that. <laughs> I'm just I, I, Oh, and also drop CEH because I hate that guy, and you should all too. <laughs> who do you think that will drop off of the you know top ten that I kind of listed, and who do you think you should um, start looking at because they're gonna make a bounce back out of the disappointments I mentioned out of the top wide receivers and running backs, who do you think is going to fall off? Who do you think is going to make a bounce back? Um, oh, for, man, my, so hard. for my fallout, I'll take Jamal Williams. I think as Swift gets healthier and he just comes back, you're going to see less touches for him. I think that's the obvious cop-out answer here. So that's why I'll go with it. Um, but at least player that I think is going to bounce back. Uh, I'm going to go back to our RB1 again. I'll double down on him. I like Dalvin Cook. I really do. And maybe I'm just saying this because I have him in all my leagues and I really just need him to bounce back. So I can start being more successful in my leagues. But I just, I think, that, you know, it's hard for me to really give you more of a reason why. He's getting the opportunity. He's getting like 15, 20 rushes a game. He's not getting the red zone work as much as you'd want. Like last week, they handed it off to Justin Jefferson on a jet sweep for a touchdown on the four-yard line. And you're just like, damn. Piss me off, dude. Oh, my yeah, God. Why can't that just be Cook? Like, he would have had a great week. He would have gone from an 11-point to a 17-point week, and we wouldn't be here talking about, you know, this. But that's not what's going on here. They just keep loving the hood, Dalvin Cook in any way possible. But, hey, eventually I think they'll figure out that what's best for them is Dalvin Cook. I'll be honest with you. I don't like to say it just because he got hurt, but like I feel like Jalen Waddle's gonna drop out of the uh, the top ten just because of you know two is gonna be out for a while. You know I don't feel like he's gonna come back within five weeks, and that's just gonna drop him off. Tariq Hill, I mean he's a you paid him a lot to do what he needs to do, and obviously that guy gets like a ton of yardage after the pass. 
So like you, he he's just gonna ball out regardless. It's just that Jalen Waddle. I feel like there's just not enough with um Teddy Bridgewater throwing checkdowns. You know you kind of want Tariq Hill to go. You need some big plays now. I'm pretty sure um, Tua made those big plays. I'll give some credit. You know, um, Tyreek Hill is definitely gonna be picking up some slack, and I think that um, you know Jerry Judy. Uh, the Denver offense is just—they're trying to find themselves still. Honestly, um, I mean, last week they kind of popped off. They still lost against the Raiders, but um, I mean, Russell Wilson finally looked like vintage Russell Wilson. Three touchdowns, three touchdown passes, or is it two? Either way, he threw for like 300 plus yards. He had a rushing touchdown, and um, Jerry Judy and Son had like 50 plus yards for, and I think Jerry had a touchdown. So. I mean that was great. That's great for him. That's what you kind of get out of those two, with the um, Russell Wilson led offense. They're just you know it's it's still early. They just got together. They need to figure out who's eating breakfast with who at what time at what place. For me, I think I agree with Gav with the Jerry Judy pick. I think he's going to improve as the season goes on because it's like um, what Gav just said. Uh, Russell Wilson is feeding two mouths. Uh, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and I don't think Jerry Judy's that big of a disappointment uh, considering the situation at um, in Denver so I would say, so I definitely believe in Jerry Judy coming back up but in terms of running backs uh, Jamal Williams could be one because uh, Jamal is very that's what I'm afraid of wasn't Austin Eckler like injured last season, or was that someone else? Sorry, well, a little bit. A couple I think. games. I think. I think for like a, a week or two. Yeah. I, I I honestly, I feel like they're they're ba- they're there are two running backs that are behind him are just two. Like you, you kind of have to utilize them because Clyde is kind of. I mean, S Eckler's kind of like injury. He's close to injury. I think he he definitely got injured last year, and then they had to um back off how many like rushes he gets i mean austin eckler is i think he's splitting rushes evenly with all of his other um running backs it's just that he gets he utilized in the past i mean that's where all of his touchdowns were coming from they weren't even rushing they were all just like he just checked it down uh he made uh, that incredible flip pass yeah that exactly so like that's where his usage is getting is coming from you know so that, that that floor for PPR that sounds real nice. Is this PPR, Matt? By the way, no, this These is half PPR. Oh, half PPR. Yeah, so I just I, I I feel like if you don't get enough rushing yard usage, you, he can't have high that he can't be that consistent. He might stay higher, but high, like low end, low end top ten, not like top five. It's just not can't no, sustain yeah. it with splitting rush carries. I don't. I don't think Clyde Edwards-Helaire is gonna make it in the top ten when it's all said and done, because I think the trend is there. I don't think that the Chiefs actually trust him that much. They're gonna give runs to Pacheco. They're gonna give runs to Jet, and they're gonna give. You know, they like to work Jet in the passing game as well. So, I think you know a lot of what I've seen from Clyde so far has been luck. I don't hate him like Gav does, but. I don't believe you should. that it I don't believe that he has the you know it, it feels very lucky so far. It really and does. I, yeah, it's like 
it's like when Aaron Jones got, kept getting all that those touchdowns, right? And a couple years ago, you know, the forty piece. Yeah, he gets a forty piece I one game, him. and then he gets like three the next game. So I don't think it's going to be at that level of variance, just because I don't think Clyde will even get to forty. But I think there's a lot more three point games in his future, and that's what concerns me because I think they're gonna. They, the only way I see them actually getting that volume is if they never find a wide receiver for Mahomes and then they just keep using Clyde in the receiving game. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to find who they like. Mahomes is eventually going to gel with Juju or MVS or Sky Moore eventually. And then I don't think that Clyde will be as valuable. So I would really, really sell high. I agree with that. Pacheco was balling, bro. I don't know if you guys watched that game. You probably Yeah, he was. Yeah. I feel like he's more of an explosive runner, too. I feel like it could be like um, when they had uh, Kareem Hunt. Like, he's just going to take over Pacheco. He looks like Hunt. He just runs so hard. Bounces off people. I'll pick Jerry Judy as well. Because I think that as long as he continues to hit on those deep shots, I feel like he's the Tyler Lockett of the Seattle slash Russell Wilson kind of offense. He, he hits these deep shots. Cortland Sutton is more of the, you know, DK Metcalf, you know. Um, he'll probably get more volume, but I think that Jerry Judy can explode sometimes. So, all right. So we're Any saying other... cut Allen. country, let's die. <laughs> so we're, say, we're saying cut Allen and Darnell Mooney? I would cut Allen. I am so, like, he doesn't even look at him. That's the thing. That's what I'm so concerned about. When it, At least Darnell Mooney had a bounce back game. Allen Robinson, man, like, that is really concerning to me. It's ugly it's, wait, right is now. this Matthew Stafford slander time? <laughs> I mean, if you I have think we already had go that at it. But yeah. Oh my, yo, Matthew, St- yo, Matt, dude, there's like two other options <laughs> over there other than Cooper Cup, dude. Yeah, Tyler Higby and Ben Skoranek. Skoranek. Other than Skoranek and Cooper Cup, there's this guy named Alan Robinson, which I, th- who I, I think forgot, you should throw to at Tyler some Higby. point in your life. Nah, bro. Yeah, and Tyler Higby. I'm not saying it just because three three out of the four are a different skin <laughs> color, but I'm just saying, give let's Alan just, Robinson some love, dude. Let's they, be real, dude. They're going to trade just, him for Cole Beasley. Let's just chalk it up for what it is. G was wrong. Dar- uh, Alan Robinson isn't him, okay? You know who's him? Odell, okay? That's why it works so well. Bars. But Odell yeah. not even on, on the team anymore. No, but when he was on the team, bro, Cooper Cup was balling. And that's because yeah, might have been wrong. You kind of had to. You had to. You had to choose who you were gonna double. You don't. They don't. You don't think they respect Allen Robinson? No, Al, dude. Allen Robinson is a straight bum. I mean, what concerns me about him is that it doesn't look like he gives a lot of effort. That's like, what I'm saying. He's a bum. Yeah. Like that's the reason why he he is a bum. Yeah. He looks so, and I mean, talks like a bum. Walk like a bum. You play like a bum. <laughs> maybe it's more like the. Uh, Maybe the Bears were right. Yeah, <laughs> dude, seriously. His work ethic is awful. Often. Yeah. I but, just wish yeah. I drafted Mike Williams. Hey, you nah, dude, once, to a, You want to give some love to a certain Ravens wide receiver here, Dylan? Oh, yes. Um, If you don't have Rashad Bateman on your team, go pick him up right now. Even though on Sleeper, Sleeper it says 98% rostered, he was a... Uh, I think he is totally slept on, even though Lamar did not throw to him for like the past two weeks. But let's let's ignore that. Let's look at the first two weeks. He like popped off pretty hard, pretty hard. And a lot of people were saying, "Oh, he's Rashad Bateman's not going to do anything." But I think he's starting to come 
come on come on his own. So and Lamar is not just running it all the time. He's actually Yo, throwing it for once. Lamar is trying to like show everyone in the league that he can throw. That's why he threw a pick. <laughs> He's like, I can throw, bro. Watch me throw. Oh, somebody still caught it, you know. But yeah, I just want to bring really Rashad matters. Bateman up because he has his name has not been spoken for like the past four weeks of this podcast or yeah, since I know. the start of the new season. I'm He's just been, saying. Dylan's been grilling me on that. Hey, I'll trade for him, Dylan. You, what do you want for him? That's a good question. I need to look at your. Ro- I have not <laughs> seen your roster. I give you Javante Williams. Yeah, it's not an impressive roster. I mean, he has like a very low score total, dude. Let's be real. <laughs> Don't you don't you slander team right? <laughs> Are you giving right. me mid? I'll mid give you Javante. I'll give you Javante Williams. How's that? <laughs> that's mid. What a trade. What a trade. And uh, that's, called, Daniel that's called trade rape. <laughs> I only settle for god tier players, not mid tier people. Uh-huh. Facts. When you were once the most handsome man, um, you do only you don't settle for mid. Only yeah. Only greatness. I don't understand why some people sell for mid. Oh, I don't know. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Oh man, something's something something's perpetrating perpetrating permeating through this uh, podcast. Yeah, I don't like where this is going, so I'm just gonna move on here to starts and sits for week five. You know, you know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't like Westworld with the uh, starts and sits here. I'm gonna start it off though with quarterback i'm gonna go with famous Jameis winston assuming he even plays honestly against the seattle seahawks look i told you the first four weeks of the season i'm not very good i you know i'm one in three in one of my leagues because mm-hmm. i don't really know who to start i don't know who, what defenses to play what players to play but you know once we start getting into that rhythm once i start knowing like who's allowing the most passing yards who's allowing the most you know rushing yards I started to get in my groove. So, you know, I apologize for the starts and sits before, but I think I'm getting better at this point. And, you know, Jameis, he's going to come off a uh, week healthier. You know, he still has all the broken back stuff, but, you know, hopefully he took the week to heal up and get better. Seattle is allowing the fourth most passing yards allowed per game. They just gave up, what, like 40, 45 to Jared Goff. And I'm just going to continue to roll with that. I think that he has great amount of weapons he's got olave he's got jarvis landry he's got michael thomas probably returning at this point hopefully kamara will be able to you know see some action this week so i really like this for streamers right now it's a great pick dude um i still wouldn't start him dude that guy's a freak you have nothing that guy's more cringe than russell wilson but that's neither here nor there um my start of the week is is as a prince charming himself bruh um Trevor Lawrence against Houston. Goated. Lord Farquaad. Lord Far. (laughs) Dude, nah, he's taller than Farquaad. Um, um, you know it's self-explanatory, bro. This guy is coming into his own team. Like he's really feeling nice now. I mean, he had, he didn't do that well against um the Eagles. He was kind of falling apart. Like I'll, I'll give it to them. He had two fumbles and one interception. But he still threw down two tutties, bro, for 174 yards against a, a top defense. I think they're like rated number one, to be honest. Um, and that's not like that's just last week, okay? We knew that it was away, it was an away game, not at home. Houston is an, is a home game, and we know that everyone gets to throw on Houston, dude. Houston gives uh, yards like 
Oprah gives cars, dude. Let's be real. Um, it's it's now now that he doesn't have Urban Meyer as his quarterback as as his coach, he's finally finding it, dude. Um, and you know Houston, that's a good time to bounce back. I'd be afraid though. The game script might be that they get ahead because of how bad Houston is. Um, the Jaguars defense is is sneaky elite, dude. They're kind of dark horse, really. And I I was right the first couple like the first half of that football game against the Eagles. Yeah, but. I, I second the motion, Gav. I like Trevor Lawrence pick. You know, really? guys. I've, oh, four I've fumbles. Been the I've been on the bandwagon since four the start fumbles? of the season. Oh, it was just because it was raining. It was pouring. It was it was like an it was bad. Amount of rain. No, it was insane. The amount of rain was crazy. That's he was why I didn't understand why unprepared. I just I don't understand why they didn't run it more with James. Like seriously, it's a great question. That's yeah. just that's just poor um, poor coaching by um, the former Eagle. Maybe you wanted to give him the win. What a freaking bum! They're never gonna take you back, you bastard. <laughs> I hate him. Well, I mean, I agree that they should be running more. That's why for my running back start of the week, I'm going to go with my guy, James, the Flames, RB1 season. Oh, let's he go. He is going like to bounce back against the Houston Texans, who Turn allowed the most running yards per game. Turn me on, oh, YC. actually, second most, I think, now, because of Chicago. But 172 yards per game, it doesn't matter if it's ETN or James Robinson split backfield. Either way, you know, I think that they're going to get things going against Houston. they got to establish the run. And why wouldn't you against this terrible defense right now? So I think that, you know, he was stifled last week against Philadelphia. They have a good defensive line. I get it. But, you know, it doesn't matter. He's going to be able to do what James Robinson does. You know, post-Achilles, pre-Achilles, doesn't matter. He's going to absolutely dominate the Houston And I, I was telling you guys, AP 2.0, let's go. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm with it. Are you? Always. Yeah. I like to pick. Um, I'm going to go with just kind of a random running back start. It's more of just a, how the team functions. I'm going Tyler Algier against the Bucks. Obviously, it's, it's probably one of the worst matchups you could have. You might want to stash him for the week and just pick <clears> him <throat> up and hold him next week. The Falcons have been just absolutely in love with the run game like no other. I think they run the like, most. They have to because they don't see them ever pass the ball, like literally ever pass it, especially not to Kyle Pitts, which is a whole different discussion. But um, let alone uh, Tyler Algier. By the way, yeah, yeah, definitely a big disappointment there. But Tyler Algier, he's gonna be taking Cordero Patterson's spot. He's gonna be getting bulk of the touches there, at least in the run game wise. Obviously, they love to pass their running back if they do ever you decide to pass the ball. So. Um, this week's probably not the greatest matchup against the Bucks. You know, obviously they had a bad week against the Chiefs. I think they're going to try to bounce back against the Falcons. Probably will shut them out almost completely out of the game. Um, so I wouldn't know if I'd start Algier, but just due to sheer amount of touches you'll get with Patterson out, I think it's a great stash for a week, and then bring him back out next week. Or even if you're desperate on running back, maybe you're looking for a Javante replacement or flex option in a deep league. Uh, Algier definitely going to just get a bulk of touches. And if you're behind by a lot, running back checkdowns is most definitely a way to move the ball up and down the field the quickest. So you could see the Falcons getting behind using Algier, and then next week going forward being able to use him more of just as regular starting running back would be used. So I'll look out for him, and he's, I think he'd be a great streaming option for a while. Patterson's out, 
And if you could really find a serviceable piece, like I told you guys last week in our waiver wire episode, look for injury and opportunity for the next person up. And right now, this is the best opportunity available because you're not really able to pick up many starting running backs. Um, so Algier, I like him this week. It's a great pick. But I don't know. There's Caleb Huntley, the other running back, and I think they right. split carries last week. But yeah, that's a little bit worrisome to me. But I I like Algier. Algier let's see how let's prettier. see how it works out. <laughs> Definitely stash it. For my start of the week, I think this one's a little bit pretty easy to this figure out. This is disrespectful, out. dude. I'm about to murder you right now, dude. <laughs> Jamal Jamal Williams versus the Put New some England respect Patriots. Respect on our name, bro. Okay, we- let's. I think. Everybody out in the U.S. knows that New England Patriots is not the same Patriots as before. False. Word for him. <laughs> like, we... What do you guys do? What do you, let me ask you this. What does the Patriots do when they're on the field? They don't really do much. They're just there to play. We get calls from the ref. We, there was a three-second delay on the clock. Actually, only, no, they... The Patriots is only there just to go through the motions. <laughs> Um, we're, we're we're being coached by an elite coach okay that's you, you wouldn't understand how we work yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful mind stuff right here dude You're, we're talking about rain man toothpicks on the floor uh, 152 or 400 something whatever you know this is beautiful mind stuff right here but it's all other than that um we also have deandre swift is injured and so that kind of gives you a, and this is a pretty good option to have jamal having mm-hmm. jamal jamal williams and but even when i think deandre swift was not injured um they would share carries and usually i think i think from past weeks they would plug jamal williams williams at the near the red zone i believe yeah it was pissing everyone off yeah vulture so i i i would definitely recommend starting jamal williams this week against the patriots i'd be careful i'm gonna break his leg or whatever is left in New England after Tom Brady left. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Billy Billy B is in the hot seat, guys, by the way. Billy B yeah, is definitely right. on the hot seat. It's a mid-season I, and you got Bailey Zappi or whatever. Gab, I think you need to go over to New England and talk to him and be like, what the hell? <gasps> I know, bro. I got to go to Gillette and uh, I got to whoop some butt. There ain't gonna be other only other buck inserted out there is doing the Patriots butt, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. It's okay. I still got love for you guys. I got so much love for you guys that I picked your receiver from last start of the week. Oh, it's crazy. I never thought the day would come where I pick. I know. Patriots dude, you receiver for your start of a week. Hey! But I really like Jacoby Myers this week. He's available in a lot of leagues. Um, I'm not sure why exactly when he's on the field, he's commanding number one targets, uh, even though they're not the most impressive. I'm really, really, really much a PPR player. Um, he hasn't really scored. He has, you know, has like, I think one touchdown, right? That was a joke yeah. all season for us last year. So yeah, when was Jacoby Myers going to score? I guess you could restart it. When is Jacoby Myers ever going to score again? So it might be a one and done type of thing for him. But I think going forward, I mean, like if he just keeps commanding the targets that he gets, and their offense is kind of just the way it stays. And I don't really think the quarterback and matters as much as people would think it would. I'm mean, not know, with us not at really, least. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're expecting high, high uh, like usage and expectations here. I think he's a great waiver wire pickup just because he's available in a lot of leagues. And he could be a one in terms of just receptions. Sheer volume. And the, 
Yeah, exactly. If you get enough receptions, you can be a number one and put up number one numbers just because of how many catches you're getting. And it's truly why I like him. And when you're comparing him to other guys like MVS and stuff like that, I like Jacoby Myers a lot more. Yeah. Um. So my pick of the week for wide receiver is uh, I really hate to do it because like, um, I hate this player because I had him for like two years in a row and he would just keep burning me. It's picking Tyler Lockett, and I already said this. Tyler Lockett gets hot and cold, hot and cold. Okay, he was—I think he was hot last week, but you know, um, it's still a hot week this week. Um, he's playing the Saints, and you know who shadow? You know who's on a defense on the Saints? You know Lattimore, and what does Lattimore do? He shuts down wide receiver ones. That gives Tyler Lockett so much opportunity to go and cook the freaking Saints secondary, dude. That guy is elite, okay? He is him um, on certain weeks, you know? He's got that lethal deep threat. Um, and I just feel like the Saints have just been awful recently, dude. I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, really, we know what it is. is their offense. They're trash. And so, like, the Saints defense is real, like, tired. But with with DK being shut down with Lattimore, you got to go tell Lockett. He's going to ball out. Geno Smith has been – you know, he's actually thrown more yards than uh, – Russell. Um, Russell Wilson this yeah, the, yeah. the first four weeks, which is insane. You know he's been playing great. He's in the one. I think he has the highest completion rate in the, know, the NFL right now. So hey, those, we're not disrespecting uh, Gino here. Those nostrils sure, sucking up air. I'm pretty sure Jared Goff and like Gino Smith have been better than Russell Wilson and Tom Brady so far this season. So I, I again, know. it's the first four weeks. This is why you don't really, you know take it too much into consideration but it's something to look out for at least one alarm one alarm goes off yeah um but it's, I'll, it's, I'll continue it's in your head it's in your head i'll continue on with my um title in the start too oh man and I, I i i really hate my starts of the week because i kind of hate all these players except for trevor i hate dolphins i said this i still feel bad for what happened to tua like let's be real prayers up to tua um, I hope you feel better, man. Like they, they, they definitely did you dirty. This just adds more reason to hate the Dolphins. Um, but Mike Isecki is not somebody you're gonna hate this week against the Jets. The Jets secondary, I know they got um, Sauce, but he finna, he finna cover uh, Tariq, you know. And I forgot who else is. I forgot the other. Jalen. Yeah, Jalen. But you know. No, no. The other, anyway, Jalen Wano and Tariq Hill are going to get covered nice and tidy. And Megaseki fit a pop off in the red zone. This is going to be a high scoring game. And also, Teddy Bridgewater is now the quarterback. And so he likes to throw a lot of check downs. And who who check downs to go to? Megaseki. That's when he operates the best, when he's getting checked down. So I, I anticipate high. Um, I mean, he might get one touchdown, but really what you're going to go for is. Um, high receptions he's going to be utilized so much by teddy you know because teddy he's he's very a game manager i mean um you 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 might want to trade for mike right now just because i think it's going to flip with uh two being out and um teddy being the quarterback right now all right that's fair i'm gonna go with dallas goddard against the arizona cardinals as my start of the week here um He's been averaging about four to five, I mean, five to six, honestly, targets per game. And Arizona is giving up the most fantasy points so far to tight ends this season. 
I think that, you know, they clearly have a problem with, um, you know, cover they've been having a problem with covering tight ends for a while now. But I think that this is a good matchup for Goddard. I think that he's kind of been hurts his safety blanket. They like to scheme up sometimes um, with Goddard as a screen, like a screen to Goddard, and then he just, you know, takes it himself. So he's still a fundamental part of this offense, despite, you know, Miles Sanders going off, A.J. Brown going off, you know. I think you can reliably plug him in at this point and get at least, you know, if he gets, you know, five to six targets a game and he catches like four to five of them, that's already five points right there, not to mention the yards and the potential touchdowns. So he's a reliable every, you know, week to week starter. But, you know, I think he has the potential to be so much more against the Arizona Cardinals this week. I've been saying this dude. Dallas Goddard is that guy. I love him. He's so nice. Um, so my QB start, sit of the week, I was just high on him last week. you got to sit rush right now, dude, against the Rams. This is the time when he comes back down to earth. And I feel like, I hate to say it, but Dak Prescott is rushing his timetable to get his team back, bro. Um, he, he was having fun in the first couple of weeks. He's like, yeah, dude, let's go rush, dude. He's being a good cheerleader. He's like, yeah, we love you, dude. Oh, my God. You got a big pee-pee, whatever, you know. You're such a goat. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Classic Cooper Rush conversations, right? What are you doing? He's like, what are you doing? Stop that. Hey, wait a second. No, 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 no. Yeah, hey, wait a second. You're turning it up too much. And this is definitely a week where um, it's not a great matchup for Rush. If he does good against the Rams, then he's legitimate. He's legit. He's better than Dak, honestly. But I don't see it that way. Cooper Rush was just a he was just a plug and play. Now is the time to sit him. Sorry, Rush. It's come to a stop. Yeah, and I feel like another uh, one that we're going to have to come to a stop with is just the Jared Goff hype. I think that, you know, it was great while it was going, but you got New England. I'm not, no, I really don't know why I'm on this New England bandwagon right now. <laughs> Kobe Myers and now the New England defense. I just, you know, I just can't see Jared Goff torching Bill Belichick like the way he's been. So it's really just like a maybe a sell high if possible. Maybe he's a. I think if you're playing two QB league, I think Garrett Goff is a great trade target to maybe a guy lacking the quarterback department, um, something like that. I try to get him out, and I especially think that eventually at Jared Goff, he's gonna come back down to earth, and you know, he's gonna start doing Jared good Jared Goff type things. Facts, team. Honestly, Aaron Rodgers wasn't that having that good of a um a week last week either. I mean, he started off pretty yeah. hot, but. They, they, shout out, they shout out, out to yeah. that one lady who was always deciding between Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers, and she picked <laughs> wrong again this week, unfortunately. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Sorry, my dear. Um, All right. I'm, yeah. I'll go first with the running back sit. I'll go Josh Jacobs versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. Chiefs are a surprisingly good run defense so far this year. They shut down Jonathan Taylor, though I'm not sure if it's the offensive line of the Colts that also shut him down but they also shut down you know James Conner as well as um I think Leonard Fournette last week but he only got three carries either way people have not been able to run on the Chiefs so far this year they have you know only allowed about I think yeah 65 yards per game and that's first in the league behind um right above San Francisco so you know Josh Jacobs he had a great week last week but in Kansas City Monday Night Football I think that place is going to be rocking. I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to see a lot of opportunities. 
they're going to get shut down real quick. And when the Chiefs start to blow out the Raiders, they're going to have to pass. And I don't see a lot of opportunities for Jacobs as well after that. So, you know, sit Josh Jacobs on Monday Night Football. <laughs> oh, man. Don't tell me that, dude, because I always have a hard time figuring out whether to start him or not, dude. Don't do that to me. Um, I'll continue with my set of the week. And, you know, I hate to do this to uh, our our resident Steelers fan, but, you know, you got to sit Najee because he finna be M. Bear (laughs) Harris or M. Bear M. E. M. B. Harris. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we trying to we, we play on plan here. Um, right. I mean, it's, it's a simple fact of life. Like, the Steelers' offensive line sucks. You know, what are you gonna do, G? Tell me how you gonna how are you gonna utilize Kenny um, Pickett, Najee? Huh? Kenny Pickett. <laughs> that, is that, that's, everything. That's, everything. That's is the Kenny answer. Oh, the, everything. Yep. Nah. Any other questions is, you have? Oh, uh, Kenny you kind of threw me for. <laughs> No, dude. let's go to the next person. No, dude. <laughs> they and they play the Bucks, dude. Listen, they play the Bucks. No, we play the Bills. The Bills. The Bills. Oh, the Bills. E- even yeah. even mm-hmm. worse, dude. They they give up yes lard- yes less yardage to um running backs, dude. Other oh, than Ray. the fact that r- the Ravens run over them, but that's only because Lamar is. Uh, you can't stop Lamar. They're third the in Bills rushing are- uh, yards allowed. Yeah, like the less like least amount. They've averaged 57 yards this season to, to running backs. So, I mean, that's nice and all, but they've only got – they average one touchdown. And this is against a weak Steelers team. Hey, was that that last part really necessary? Oh, oh, sorry. Hey, okay, no. I like how he's but... hyping up your team and now you're just like, ah, bench Najee. Shitting all over me, bro. What? I, I, want, I want you not to lose. I want you guys to win. But it's against the Bills. I'm lying to you. I want you guys to win, but it's against the Bills. We like beat the you... Bills last time we were in Buffalo. That's all I know, right? That was that was when one. you had when you had. Yeah, we're gonna move on here. Um, <laughs> I'll go with my wide receiver, Marquise Hollywood Brown versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Look, Ooh. I picked against Hollywood last two weeks ago, and then he absolutely murdered my pick. I think he got like 22 points in that game, and he I was a down. fool. I was embarrassed. You know, I was shamed, and I rightfully should have. This time, though, it's going to work out for sure, definitely, because this time he's going to have to go up against Darius Slay of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles have been killing it. Um, they've only allowed the seventh most passing yards per game so far, and a lot of that has to do with Darius Slay, but they got a great secondary over there as well, you know, just overall. So. I think they're going to find a way to, you know, contain Hollywood. You know, I don't know. Because I got burned so bad last time, I'm just going to say he's a fade at this point. Put him in your flex. But I wouldn't expect a whole lot of points. If you have a comparable guy, let's say, like, you're deciding between these guys, like Tyler Lockett and Jacoby Myers, and, like, you're picking on based on matchup, you know, maybe I would lean that way. But right now, I just see a very disappointing game from Hollywood because Christian Kirk was going off for the first three weeks of the season. And then, you know, he met Darius Slay and he had one of his worst games, I think. Darius Slay is gay. No one likes that man-child. I don't know what... I mean, I guess I'm I'm sure a lot of receivers don't like him either because he just be straight clamping him up. Bro, he gets to... You know, he gets so up on them, bro. I feel like it's very suspect, bro. 
I mean, no guy likes to get up on on people like that, except for real tight. Yeah, for real, bro. You get you trying to get them cheeks, boy. A lot, um, of, a lot of homo erotica here. <laughs> no, no, episode. we're not. But I'm just saying, Darius Slay. I hate the Eagles. I, I hate the Eagles. Can I say it again? I hate the Eagles. It seems like you also hate. That's like three teams you hate. I mean, it's a lot more than three. And we'll get to that later. <laughs> I hate it's mainly the, the Broncos, the Dolphins, and the, now the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, you Steelers. know I also the Steelers hate, right after. No, I don't hate the Steelers. I just uh, I just like to make fun of all Steelers fans. <clears throat> no, nah, that makes it much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let me, let me, that's a great pick, Matt. Let me tell you one that's kind of be, he was just saying that he doesn't like to double down on it, so he's going to tell him, tell you to fade. I'm doubling down heavy. Get ready. Because DK Metcalf thrilled. He's going to throw up a donut, dude, against the Saints. I already told you, if Mike Evans... One of the top three receivers in the league gets clamped by this little boy, Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore. DK That's just because he's his son, in. though. No, no. So DK... we're just going to scroll over the part where Gab just said Mike Evans is a top three receiver. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm glad someone caught it. But he definitely, he definitely is after what happened last night. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Or two nights ago, I mean. Uh it's you know give props where props are due. I think Marshall Lattimore clams people for like thirty yards. I was wrong. I'll admit it. Last week I thought that Jeff Okuda was gonna like give him CTE. I didn't wish it. I was just saying I thought that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I thought he was gonna truck the man and t- take him out, but I guess you can't. You gotta have pure skill, and Lattimore is pure skill. Um, All right. That's a good yeah. So I'm doubling down. That's not a fade. That's a sit. Um, I like the picks. I like, gonna... the, I like the like you guys both playing matchup there. I think yeah. you gotta look into that when you're playing a corner, especially when you're going against a, a team that has a corner that follows. That's clean. And I'm gonna go heavy in the paint again, dude. You gotta sit Waller versus the Chiefs. Um, he really hasn't been doing that good at all, to be fair. Um, and the Chiefs off defense is, it's it's sneaky good, dude. Honestly, I, I hate to admit it, but like. Everyone is they're playing out of their freaking mind. Um, Ford is just he's putting putting people on their back, bro. Tom Brady got sacked and he looked big mad. Um, and Waller has been really putting up does. I don't think the connection's there anymore because uh, <laughs> he doesn't eat with car anymore in the morning. Damn, he got it's a new de- guy, Devontae. It's definitely Devontae. New boyfriend, new boyfriend, new boyfriend alert. He moved on, bro. Get over it. And you should too, football fantasy fans. That hurts to hear because I'm a Darren Waller owner. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm also an owner of this person. Uh, I'm, I am would sit Kyle Pitts versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Let me tell you, I picked, this man, I picked this man over George Kittle. And well, I just want to really say matter. Marcus Mariota <laughs> tricked me. He tricked <laughs> Univ- University of Oregon. He tricked the Tennessee Titans, tricked the Ve- <laughs> the LA Raiders, LV, Ve- the Las Vegas Raiders, sorry, and now he tricked the Falcons. How can you not throw to, according to everyone last year in the draft, our, the next generational tight end who got picked around in the first round, fifth pick, I think. Around yeah, there. I don't know how yeah. you do him. And he, th- I think Marcus Mariota only eats with Drake London. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on. He needs to go eat with Kyle Pitts. And also, the thing 
like on a serious note, Kyle Pitts only gave me like four points each week. Other than week, other than one week where he gave me like around thirteen, but he is very inconsistent. And this week playing against the Buccaneers, um, I don't expect Marcus Mariota throw to Kyle Pitts at all. So, Are you dropping him? I am not dropping him. I'm gonna have to write this out. I wasted a high pick for for this tight end and. Marcus Mariota is ruining it for me, and again, yeah, he, he tricked all. Of, he tricked me. Marcus, this yeah, is not Kyle Pitts' fault. Marcus championship Mariota just tricked curse. Me. It's a champion's curse, Dylan. You got Allen Robinson and Kyle Pitts on the same team, and that's not good for you. Their quarterbacks are both racist. <laughs> <laughs> Say how you really feel. Everyone's racist. Everyone's racist. Matthew, listen. Matthew Stafford needs to like look at Allen Robinson for a few. For a few times, I don't know if you realize, but whenever like the sun is fall, like it's it's setting down, Matthew Stafford only throws in the sun. <laughs> the sunny the side hell? of the field. <laughs> wow, defenses should key in on that. I'm just joking. That's a, that's a fake stat, fake news. <laughs> All right, that is gonna do it for our starts and sits for this week. Um, we're gonna have a full thread on Twitter to kind of show you our comprehensive list of all the players that you should start and sit be sure to criticize us because it always goes well for you guys doesn't it oh always i'm looking at you the guy who said to sit mark andrews i swear to god i hope you're listening right now you only you your to balls sit mark andrews but yeah, keep that same energy up don't block yeah. us if we prove you wrong you owe us your balls <laughs> I, I don't think we want them but yes no send them to gav's house no, 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 no. I don't want them at my house. I just want to make sure that you don't own them. We I'm going to move on from that. You're going to get right. it tattooed. Owned by Sports Council. Speaking <laughs> of Sports Council, 75 episodes of pretty much insanity, honestly. Like, <laughs> I'd say about... Control yeah, like san- insanity. I'd I'm say like 30% of it was like, you know, relevant to uh, people and listeners, you know. Um, I think we have, you know, done a lot of episodes. I know G and Gav, you've been on almost every single episode. Dylan, you've been on a majority of them. And we see a lot of stuff on this show. So I thought I would, (laughs) some of it, some of it is, you know, makes sense. But, um, I've decided we should play a little bit of a game. Let's see how much you actually remember from the first episodes. Dude. All I'd be right. half t- half the time. I'd be like tired, sleepy, drunk, doing this thing. We have never been drunk on this show. Hopefully. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, we've never been. <laughs> I mean, we're all mostly remote, so I I can't tell or not. But either way, I sound crazy all the time. All right, so I want I'm gonna bring up something, and I want you to guess who either said it or whether it's true or not. All right. Okay. So. A member of this podcast once called Joe Mixon the most overrated running back in the entire league. Oh, this one's easy. Joe Mixon? Yes. It's got to be Nando. Yeah, this is Nando. Oh, man. It has to be, right? That sounds something so stupid like that he would say. Yes, that is correct. It is Nando. It's Nando because I remember one season, I think – the next season, I picked up Joe Mixon. He kept saying, oh, Joe Mixon sucks. He's trash. He's garbage. He's not worth a first-round pick. Then 
He did pretty well the entire season. I'll be honest. I thought that was me who said it. I, I was just going with Pop. <laughs> These could all be you, Gav. Let's yeah. be <laughs> I, I was going with um, popular opinion. By the way, if you think it's you, don't say anything. Just okay. just let's see it. Let's see if like the others can get it. Because there are a couple of them I think you right. guys know. <laughs> all right. Well, one of these, you know, someone predicted, unfortunately, I think it was around episode, I don't even know, but when we were doing an NBA preview last year, which is coming up, by the way, someone predicted that the Lakers and the Nets would face off in the NBA finals. Mm. Oh, man. This has it to sounds be like, update. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was Gav even uh, on? That's the thing. I say Vivek. Oh, it has to be Matt. Matt. Final thoughts here, G. Yeah, I'm gonna go Gav. I don't know. I don't oh. know why. It sounds like me because I'm a Laker fan, but I feel like Matt. I would. I don't know if I could say that. Like, when would I ever want them to be in the in yeah. the in the playoffs? Let alone That's championship. A little weird. For now, while I'm, LeBron's on there. I mean, two of you are correct here. Both me and Vivek actually predicted that the Lakers and Nets would face off in the finals. <laughs> CG, oh, <I>, get involved. <laughs> I, I picked the Nets and Vivek picked the Lakers to win it all. Oh, wow. I was, I was second guessing just... my pick because I, I know Vivek really hates the Lakers. <laughs> nah, he changed it. He changed it to LeBron. The Mickey Mouse, dude. I, he, now he, all, all he ever does now is going to be down about LeBron and the Mickey Mouse ring. Like, I don't care, dude. That's not my team. All right. Well, LeBron's on there. I mean, they got Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> with Westbrook. Westbrook. Oh, by the way, guys, I don't know if you guys saw, dude, but they had, like, a drop for, like, Nike had a drop with um, McDonald's. This is a side tangent. Never mind. Let's just move on. All right. Gav hates a lot of teams, and he said this in the past. <laughs> Pick the team that he did not say explicitly that he hated on this show. We've got the Steelers, the Bears, the Titans, the Packers, and the Raiders. Oh, man. That's so hard. What the heck? I will go with... Can you repeat the options again? You got the Steelers. You got the Raiders. You got the Titans. You got the Bears. And you've got the Packers. Which one has he explicitly said he does not like? or he Which does one not hate? did he say that he... Which he hasn't said yet on the show that he hates. Okay. I will go with the Bears. I'll go with the Titans. Gav, you have an answer? I think you know. I know already. Go ahead. Let him know, All dude. Right. How about how about you tell me then? Okay, dude. I don't hate the Bears whatsoever, dude. What are you talking about, man? Ooh, I'm sorry, you. that's incorrect. What? <laughs> are you serious? We have I a have quote here seen. right after the NFL draft a couple of years ago where you said that if you saw any Bears fans in the streets, you oh. murdered them. <laughs> I should have remembered the draft. Oh, my God. Is it because of the Justin Fields pick? Yeah, yes. I should have remembered the draft. I still have that on video, I think. <laughs> so what was the right answer? The correct answer is the Raiders. Oh, my oh God. I, 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 I swear to God, I didn't hear the Raiders. Wait, you hated yeah. the Titans? Is this because of Derrick Henry? I thought you yes. liked I hate, yes. I hate the Raiders because I hate um, Tannehill, dude. He was a Dolphins. Oh. And I also hit I also, I also hit the Raiders because they murdered my boy Derrick Henry when I had him. There's a lot of reasons to hate him. I think that was the Colts, oh. but yeah. I also hated I you them. Really like 
Yeah, I really thought you liked the Titans because you told Nando the other week that he's gonna stick a rod up his butt. <laughs> no, I hated the Titans too because they beat they kicked Tom Brady out of the Patriots. They yeah. bounced them for good. That's a good one, dude. That was a great question. All right, back in our resolutions podcast. This is a deep dive. I love this honestly, but. Someone on this podcast resolved as their New Year's resolution to not draft Saquon Barkley in this year's draft. And that is not going well so far. Somebody really said that? Is there any options or we just have to pick somebody? Just pick. Yeah, I mean, you got like five choices here. Oh, man. Nando. I'm going to guess Nando. Yeah, uh, I think um, this was me. <laughs> really? I honestly yeah. don't know about this one. I don't oh, remember man. this one. I don't. I, I, yeah, I don't remember. I want to say it's Matt. I think Matt. I don't think it's it was Matt. G. It was G. Oh, it was G. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no. man. I didn't realize you were de- that down on him. Why? I had him last year. Oh, okay. That would make sense. And then hey, I came new, new G over the old G. There you go. Thanks, man. He's a change guy. Yeah, he missed <laughs> the old G. Me to the soldier. All right. It is what it is. We had fantasy superlatives back in November, I want to say. And one of the awards was the Krishna Award, which was a very toxic acid on your team. Miles Sanders was this man's pick for the Krishna Award. God, that's so hard. I'm going to go Sanders. Matt. Um, I think it was me. Dylan? I think it's me. I complained about Miles. Yeah, I was going to say also Dylan. Is that me I or Dylan? I complained about him pretty bad. It was Dylan. Oh, man. I still remember. Because I drafted yeah. Miles Sanders around the around uh, like round six or seven. And like he only gave me like two points like every I, every week. And like one week he just gives you like ten. I and do I remember like, you having run, running back woes. That's why. But I was like, man, I also had running back woes. But it was probably in another league. I know it's the first year when I started playing because I had Saquon. He died. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question here. In the NBA roundtable discussion, which I believe is Dylan's first episode, I think, on the show, Ooh. we had a discussion about LeBron James and whether he was the greatest of all time. Which one of us was insistent on the fact that he was the GOAT? Honestly, I don't know why, but I feel like this is something Viv said. He's like a low-key LeBron dick rider in the inside. <laughs> no, no, I know who it is. No, wait. Man, this is a hard one. Insisting he's a GOAT? I think it's Matt. I think it's Mando, I... dude, because that guy is such a freaking... He hates the Lakers, but I think he likes LeBron just because of how much crap he gives the Lakers. But he was... I don't think he was on that podcast. I was say, I don't think Nando's been on a basketball episode yet. No? Okay, then. I see it. I, see I mean, you can still Matt. go with it. No, no, no. Then yeah. I won't. I'll change it. I'm going with it. It's either it's either Nando or it's Dylan. Ooh. This is a trick question. Nobody said it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I was like, who would say this, dude? That's that's a very false statement. I don't think anyone likes him. Just disrespected Viv for no reason. <laughs> we made <laughs> we made two episodes about LeBron's losing Lakers. I don't think you know. I don't think you know. anyone said that he was the goat. We don't so. like him. 
Well, we yeah. don't like him. Viv's gonna hear what it tomorrow time. at twelve o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Viv. Didn't mean to disrespect you like that. Like I didn't do it though. That was that was GN. That was all Gav. <laughs> all right. You know, again, that's a lot of episodes to cover in a very short amount of time. But those are some of the highlights, I think, of the last 75 episodes. Um, we've really come a long way, even from episode 50, I want to say. Like, I've seen, like, we've got a lot more listeners on Spotify, on, you know, followers on Twitter, looking at our fantasy football advice. You know, I've seen, we've had now over 1,000 starts on Spotify 667 streams with 215 unique listeners um just within the past 25 episodes alone and you know it hasn't always been easy recording these podcasts especially since we've been remote since like uh episode six (laughs) because of (laughs) the pandemic and you know our lives have been changing you know we've all moved into different directions of the country yeah so you know it's hard to get together every week with everyone to kind of record these kinds of shows this is my flu game by the way i'm like not feeling good at all i was sleeping before this yeah but he did it for episode 75 got it so you know it's very cute of you gav (laughs) (laughs) you already know bro the handsomest of them all i'll give you a smooch right now bro whoa dude can i get an iou yeah i'll give you a double iou i bet 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 for the most handsome man in the world. Sorry, Dylan. That's me now. <laughs> Go ahead. Take it, my man. Okay, thanks. Valid, dude. Valid. Yeah. And I think, as you can tell from the show, I think that we've done these episodes always at the pleasure of ourselves. But, you know, it's really good to see that people also enjoy it as well to hear. And, you know, we thank you for listening, whether you've been on episode one or episode 75, you know. We hope you enjoy the content, and we hope that there's a lot more episodes on the way. We got to get to at least 100, I feel. We have to. It's We've already done so many. If not reaching 100, is insane. Oh, yeah. man. So from all of us here on Sports Council, whether you've seen us on the recordings or working behind the scenes to make it happen, uh, we thank you for listening, and we appreciate it. And here's to, you know, 75 more. Let's go. I'm ready. 150. Thank you for listening, guys. Oh, my God. Make it worth it. Appreciate it. Yep. All right. And that'll do it for this show. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow us on our Twitter, at Bay Council, as well as our Instagram, sports underscore council. We also have a Facebook. You know, just follow us wherever you are. All right? Because we are hilarious people. Please follow us. We bring amazing content once every, you know. Then everybody, please don't forget. Please, please don't forget. It's pick a time. (laughs) You're stupid. And shout out to that one lady that keeps tweeting at us, dude. We love you. Oh, my God. I hope our picks were worth it last week. uh, We we keep failing you. We're sorry, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we do it for her. We do it for everyone that, yeah. you know, has been asking us. And you can obviously tweet at us and you can help. We'll help you out. We're on 24-7 because we have no lives. But, you know, <laughs> we will help you out. So thank you once again. And, you know, keep on listening, guys. Broncos country, let's die. <laughs> <laughs> They're dead already, dude. Let's go, Pats. I really regret missing out that certain podcast. I wanted to say Broncos country with (laughs) y'all.
That's good, dude. We said it now. Broncos country. Wait, no, dude, stop. I have Russell Wilson. Let's cry.